Welcome back to the Brave Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Chantal Hampton, and this is your boost of empowerment. The Brave Evolution is all about you being brave enough to dig deep and face the fears, face the ugly, and face the horrible cards you were dealt, and allowing those beautiful jewels deep inside of you to take root and to grow. Long time no see. It's been a while. I know. (laughs) since we've last spoken, but I'm so grateful to have you here um, talking to my audience, the Brave audience, and I'm just super excited to have you here. So I'm going to just share a brief introduction about who you are and then let you add to it if you like. Um, But uh, Seth was Boston born, LA living as, uh, as of the last 14 years. He moved out out there originally for music and over the years built his own brand and created a successful business in the world of health and wellness as one of the most sought after massage therapists slash influencers in LA. Currently with a team of eight massage therapists under him, they have been consistently evolving for almost nine years. He says it wasn't easy, but the journey was worth it. So welcome, welcome, welcome again. And I'm not sure if you want to add anything to that, but no, you got it pretty spot on. I, I was actually born in North Carolina. Nobody really knows that small detail because it was so small. But I spent my whole childhood in Boston. And now I've been here so long, this kind of feels like home at this point after 14 years. So yeah. I love it. I always did. I can't yeah, believe it's been 14 years. I can't I'm... either. Like just yesterday, <laughs> you, were, you were running up and down them halls singing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've, I guess like, just to tell my audience, we've been friends since high school, I think 10th grade, right? Like that's when I first came. Yeah. 10th grade. We've been friends and we were the singers of the class and of the groups. Everybody called on us to, to yeah. sing. <laughs> and um, yeah. huh? all the school projects in Mr. Dangle's class. Yes. Our English yeah. teacher. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we would always choose like to write a song or sing something. And, uh, and then we both received full scholarships to Berkeley College of Music that same, the same year. Um, uh, and we went there on full rides and uh, your major was business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Business. Okay. Did you do entrepreneurial or management track? Management. Management. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were both business. I did. Uh, my focus was entrepreneurial track, but uh, yeah, we both went to Berkeley College of Music on a full ride and Um, I know for me, my dream was to enter into the music industry. And what about you? Like, what was your high school, college slash dream for yourself? Well, music was everything. Uh, That was part of the reason. Well, that's the main reason why I came to LA, because I had to finish the intern for Berkeley. And I'm like, okay, yes, I I saved the intern for last. So I'm like, wherever I go, I don't want it to be Boston because, yeah, I've been here my whole life. I, I felt like I got to the point where I had done all that I could in Boston. Right. Into that place, sometimes you got to just be fearless and just be willing to go. So L.A. was like the biggest move that I could think of that I wouldn't feel tempted to keep taking a train back to Boston. Because if I went to New York, it's too close. I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. I'm going home. Go to L.A., throw yourself into the deep end and just figure it out. That was my initial you know, way of going about it. So I was at Warner Brothers interning there, getting my taste into the music business Um and then I had a, the R&B group that I was in for about three right. years, which was super fun. And I pursued music for like six years straight out here in California before I put it on hold and took any pivot. You know, that was like the only thing I ever dreamed of, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. That's so cool. And uh, what made you like, 
the six so, years of going out there? Like what made you finally make that pivot? Cause I know around the same time, what was this like 2008, nine around that time? Yeah. Yeah. Like we were um, probably like around nine, 10, yeah. honestly, you were hi- highly involved in music. So what made you take that pivot and like switch it up? You know what it is? Um, for a while, it was very hard because people love to remind you that this is all you do. You know, they, they make it seem like music is the only thing you're capable yeah. of, but that's all you've ever shown them. Right. And it can be very hard to make any type of pivot because you feel like not only are you giving up or letting down on yourself, but you're letting up down everybody who believed in you along the way. Right. And for me, I had to eventually just stop thinking about what they thought. And I was like, listen, right. it's not that I don't love music. To this day, I love music. I still I bust my guitar out. I, I enjoy it for myself. But yeah. after six, seven years of just straight music, I, I guess as I started to get older, I just realized that I wasn't really loving my comfort in life. I was struggling, as any artist does. And I'm out in California by myself. Right. I drove cross country. I refused to go back home regardless of how things got tough. I stayed right. in my car for months. I was house uh, couch hopping. But that was what I believed was my purpose to be here. I always felt like eventually things were going to turn out to be positive. So I stuck with it. But that got draining after a while, you know, because I was constantly doing music. Like I said, I was writing songs. We would have these full albums ready to be released. And then at the last second, people couldn't agree on paperwork and percentages and nothing comes out. And I'm like, yeah, I have so many songs that I've written that nobody will ever hear because of these stupid technicalities. It kind of made me just lose the love in creating more. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Why am I gonna write a new one when I still got a hundred y'all haven't heard yet? You know, so right, right. that started to kind of just eat at me a little bit. So I was like, what can I do? And this is the most important part. Think about music, as you know, is it takes a lot of moving parts and a lot of people to come together to agree on the same thing in order for any progress, right? Right, right. That makes you feel like you're not as in control. Right. And that can be a very helpless feeling when you're just constantly trying to be about the art, right? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what can I do that I love, that I can have my own direction and creative ability that I can just pour into something that I can be proud of? Mm-hmm. And that was randomly the massage therapy. And it came about because one of my guitar players just came by coincidentally and was like, yeah, I just finished doing a massage event, doing mass- chair massages. You should try it out. And it was a random, stupid thought. I was like, hey, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Let's work on the song. Never thought much about it at all. Wow. And then it was Black Friday and I saw this oh, Cyber Monday and they had this sale for a massage table and it was like $500 off. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's not a bad deal. I was like, if I was ever going to get a table, now would be the time. Let's just get it, see what happens. At the very right. least, who wouldn't want to learn how to do massages? So I bought it. I had roommates at the time. So they would come upstairs and I would practice on them and I would kind of just get a little taste for it. And then before you knew it, I was thinking like an entrepreneur. I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this. I know enough people here. I know people in this industry, like they can connect. Like I was always thinking much further beyond just I'm going to do massages. If right, it was, right, that right. was the only thing, I would have never thought, stopped or, or thought to go into massage therapy. Right, right, right. I started it knowing where it would go. You know, and it was, you know, those little brainstorming sessions I would have with all my creative friends and that kind of got the fire started under me. Mm -hmm. And then it was born. It took a while to get started. But once it did, I was finally able to put myself in a more comfortable living situation. 
Yeah. And that is a very de-stressing thing to do. Like, it's tough. Like, to, <laughs> to be thinking about where the bills are going to come from. You have no work coming in. I was tired of those days. Huh. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, there's got to be something I can do in my 20s that's just a little bit more enjoyable for my sake of peace, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's excellent. That's excellent. And um, very inspiring. I mean, just today, I'm fighting with attorneys and labels about mm-hmm. paying people. It's like the work's already done. Just pay, like yeah. pay the people. And it's, that can be very stressful and it makes you not want to create. And yeah. you hear so many artists. I mean, thankfully I'm still in the, on the music side, but for a while for me creatively too, it, it just like, I don't want to create. I don't, it's not fun anymore. So I'd rather focus on the business. I'd rather focus on the administration side and, and helping to get other people out there and be creative in my approach to it. But what you're saying is so crucial. And I feel like a lot of artists need to hear that because um, you had vision um, past just like, and a lot of times we think, oh, just music. Oh, write the song, just create or just massage therapy. Oh, just do, you know, no, but you have to, you have to see where it can grow, how it can grow and how you can include other people. So I think that is, that's amazing. Um, how did you, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. um, Just to top on that, like you can't be afraid to take that pivot. Like you pretty much mentioned in the beginning, it can be a scary thing, but if I was probably like one of the only of my family, as far as the siblings that thought the way that I did, Mm -hmm. they always were very safe, very, why would you leave Boston and go to California? You have no Mm -hmm. family out there. Go get yourself a nice police job or become a firefighter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of the years you can have your pension. And I was just like, none of that excites me. It doesn't excite me. I understand music is not a guaranteed career. Right. But I love it. And once I went to Berkeley and I didn't choose a regular college, I'm like, I'm in it. At this point, it's like, I'm dedicating these next four years to learn just music. Right. right. And because I thought that way, that way of thinking got me to California. Mm-hmm. Because I was refusing to go back home because I wasn't going to give up. That introduced me to this random idea that popped in while I was with my guitar player. Yeah. Things will yeah. unfold and unravel as you go through life. And you don't always have to see where it's going. Just if you feel good in that moment and it feels like it's something you should be doing, stick with it because eventually a door will open up and you'll see why all that came full circle. Like I had so many random jobs while I was out here doing like promo modeling and marketing for all these little random liquor companies and just stupid jobs that I felt like were just jobs. Mm -hmm. And then when I had Hands of Fury, I'm like, wait, I know how to do all this stuff. I know how to get shirts. I know how to do marketing. It was like all my skills came full circle. And my music ability helps me create all my content, all the scoring that I do. People are like, yo, how do you pick these perfect songs for the moods? And the I'm like, because this is something that I have internally, like, right, not a waste. Like all these skills come full circle. I do photography now. I do videography now. Like I literally have become like a one stop camp. And that was something that you just event you will evolve into if you just keep your eyes open and don't limit yourself to just one thing, like learn everything. And you'll yes. be surprised how it comes around and somehow serves you in whatever purpose might be coming your way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. How, so I guess you kind of answered this question, but what makes 
Hands of Fury So Unique. That's the name of your company. So anybody that's out in LA or that visits you out there, they can set up a time with Seth and his right. team. But what makes Hands of Fury so unique? The start is me. Um, <laughs> I came at it. Well, well, not to be. So what I mean by that is I approached it with an entirely different just mindset, right? Massage therapy to me was always something that obviously I enjoyed. I got my first massage at 18 and I was hooked, right? Mm -hmm. But it was always something that was very mysterious. You never knew who the massage therapist was. It was always just like, oh, I go to this little random spot and this is where I get my work. Or, you know, but you never got to see the work. You never got to know what was going on behind closed doors right. to that extent. You always got to see people in the gym training, filming their workout sessions, that seemed to be more of a thing that was glamorized to showcase. So everybody knew about how, 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 what the experience was like in the gym. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I don't want to be a trainer, even though I'm certified to do so. That's not my passion as much because I just, for one, I don't like chasing people around every day, trying to tell them what to eat and do. So, but I, I love the instant gratification that I get with massage therapy. So I'm like, what if I can take this parallel path in which mm -hmm. I get to work within the same community of people, you know, I can collaborate with my trainers and my trainer friends, and we can all just kind of come up together. So, but my approach was unique because I was doing it from a more, I guess you could say cool way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to break the standard stereotypes of, you got to put on a little spa music. You have to put on your little scrubs. You have to do everything all clinical. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to add a little swag and style to this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, my team's going to be dressed clean and cool. We're going to have different music choices. We're going to make fun with this. We're going to highlight some of the lifestyle craziness that we go through. Right, right, right. Those comedy skits because we want to just add a little bit of light to what we do because massage therapy shouldn't be this dark secret. So mm -hmm. when people come to us, they book us for these parties and they connect with us because of the amount of content we put out. As soon as they see us, they start relating back to some of the videos that they saw and they start laughing with us, mm -hmm. you know, and that instantly breaks down their... Um, their fear and anything that they would have had before with us. Because, you know, when they just see people massaging, uh, especially when it's like young, attractive brothers and sisters and stuff like that, people, they get a little intimidated by that. And they're like, right, oh, right, right. I don't know if I want to be around these guys. Like they look good, but I'm, I'm a little shy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we come out with a little personality. We start laughing with them, making jokes. And I've had people book me and be like, you know, I booked you because of that comedy skit. I'm like, that's why you booked me. Out of all these great massage videos I'm showing, that made you feel comfortable to book with me. So I said, this is my lane. I'm going to wow. be that massage therapist brand that gives something all massage therapists can come to and feel some form of release, like they are connecting and relating to the struggles, mm -hmm. but also they can enjoy the positives that we go through. So we basically created like a massage therapy community. Like that's why I say like our social media following is so good because right. we're like that pinnacle of what people look for when they want the quality, when they want right. the professionalism, when they want just to see, you know, that they're not the only ones going through the stuff they go through. Right. So that's why I'm like, massage, Hands of Fury is more like a massage therapy movement as well as an ex exceptional service. That's what makes it different. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. What, what lessons has, I mean, you kind of shared this, but if you had to summarize it, what lessons has life taught you on this journey of brave transition um yeah like if you could share I'll wrap it up yeah I mean the biggest thing I can say with transition is you can't be afraid to pivot 
That's the biggest thing. Transitions are going to happen. Where I see my future right now, great. But if a few years from now, something just comes about in a different form, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be afraid to take it. Mm -hmm. My whole entire life since high school up until now, I've always been somebody who was willing to just take a step without necessarily having a guaranteed ending. Mm -hmm. That's just not the way I live. And I feel like that lifestyle and that mm -hmm. bravery and just faith has gotten me to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you can't be afraid. I mean, you have to be willing to step out of the norm. Don't yeah, always yeah. conform with what everybody else is doing. That's not going to make you stand out, nor will it make you unique. Right. I would never be hands of fury if I took that approach. I took the approach of, let me just try something that feels good. And if it feels good to me, I'm sure people will resonate with that, relate to it. And then I'll have my own brand going. So as you move through life, just try not to be afraid of trying new things. Don't feel shackled to whatever your previous ideas were and dreams were. You're not a failure. Right. You're not somebody who's a quitter. You're just somebody who was willing to evolve and go with what felt right. And so in the end, as long as you were living a happy life, I take that as a win. Yeah, absolutely. That is yeah. so good. And and you kind of kind of delved into this, but if you could give like one or two more practical points, you mentioned even sitting down and kind of like hashing it out, the idea out with your with your other creatives and other friends and stuff like that. Are there like two ideas you could give an aspiring entrepreneur, somebody that's that's at that brink, they're on the edge, they're ready to step out, but it's like practically how do I how do I do this? What's the first step? Yeah. Could you give two practical? So one of them I would say is definitely observe your surroundings, observe the audience, um, figure out what's missing and what you can fill as far as that void, you know? So that that's the best, because I know what's going around me. Mm -hmm. I sometimes use that for either motivation for what I want to be like or what I don't want to be like. And then I mm -hmm. use that to do it better. So know what it is you're getting into by doing a little bit of research. Uh, it's very important, like I said, as far as your friends go, to have a circle of people that are with the same mindset. Mm -hmm. All of my mm -hmm. friends are the same exact way. And I've noticed how the more I've evolved in my life, my circle of friendships has evolved. Yes. It's funny because when I, when I first, first started, you know, I, I was charging like 40 bucks an hour for a massage. And I felt like I was ripping people off. I was like $40. And I was like, I'm coming from a mindset of making $15 an hour at right. the little uh, nine to five job. Right. And then suddenly you're asking somebody for $40. And even though it's a very low end for massage therapy, just coming from someone who never made that in an hour span, it sounds like a lot. And you don't have the confidence to believe in yourself to think you can have more. Mm -hmm. So that circle of yours, you know, you talk to friends that are like, well, I did this today. And you're like, what? You did that in a day? I took a whole week to get there. And that was a day's work. And then you right. find yourself trying to push to that level. And then you meet someone else. And suddenly you're thinking so much bigger than you ever could have imagined because the people you are around are, are on the same wavelength as you. They have mm -hmm. to be people. I, I don't hang out with people that are stagnant, that are negative, that don't have anything. But just if you don't have something good to add to this conversation, there's nothing we can talk about. Or I'm just keep my thoughts to myself. And I have people like that. I love them dearly, but I don't tell them any of my aspirations or business ideas because there's nothing they can add to it. In fact, you feel like you're bragging. So just keep that to yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So you get around some cool people where they're just like, they're not haters. They believe in you. They want the best for you. That will be such a drive and an instant push to get you just out the hole running, you know? And um, another thing I would say is when you have the idea, don't sit on it. 
don't wait for it to be perfect. Don't wait for a million things to fall into place. Just start going. Like I didn't know exactly how seasoned Hands of Fury was going to evolve. You know, like my logo was trash, but I, not the one I have now. <laughs> the one I first came out with, everything was a little off. Like I didn't know, right. you know, it's a little trial and error. You get some feedback from the people, you come back, you readjust. But because I started, I was able to get feedback. Right. This idea in your head, you'll never get anywhere. And it'll be 10 years that goes by. Somebody else is going to come out with it. You're going to be like, damn, that was my idea. Yep, exactly. Get an idea and move on it. Whatever you want to do, as soon as you think about it, get your website, get your domain, get all the little basic things. And then, you know, and like another big thing is whatever it is, create a brand. Don't be sloppy. Don't just start doing stuff randomly. Take some time to care about yourself and your image, the way that you're going to present yourself to people. You know, like one big thing for me, I'm always like, when I show up to these celebrities' houses, I feel like I belong there. I'm clean, I'm pressed, I'm lint free. Mm -hmm. My sheets are fresh. Everything is very high end and I feel like I belong there. But if I didn't take that extra time to spend a little bit of money on myself, you're not gonna fit in and you will forever be holding yourself back from getting into those elite circles because you didn't take that groundwork time. So just care about your baby. It is your baby. You're about to plant the seed and grow it into whatever. And you are the main one that's going to be in charge of that. You exactly. know, exactly. Excellent. About it. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. That's every entrepreneur, transitioning entrepreneur, whatever, ever idea they need to hear this. That's amazing. Um, so what's next for you? What's, what's coming up? I saw, I watched uh, yeah. a lot of your channel, your YouTube channel, and yeah. I love the videos. They're so, they're so good and they're so relatable and just real. Um, yeah. but what's next? So I'm at the place where I've been doing this for about eight, nine years and I love it. It's been sustainable, but I'm starting to get a little itch for something different. So mm-hmm. I'm about to make a pivot even in my current state, obviously hands of fury will remain, but as I get older, I start in, in just more experienced in this industry. I find myself wanting to be more on a speaking level where I want to help the masses. So whether that's going to be creating courses or even the, uh, the talk show that I have Fury talks in which Mm I, I just, I love helping people through my voice. Um, I went on the Steve Harvey show a couple of years back and that kind of just, again, random, who the heck would have thought I'd be on Steve's show. I just got a random phone call. They asked me to come on for some dating segment. Mm -hmm. Didn't really want to do it, but I was like, you know what? Who says no to Steve? I'm coming. Right. And <laughs> I went and I wasn't afraid and I wasn't, you know, letting anybody, anything stop me. I had positive friends that were like, go, you have mm-hmm. to go, just see what happens. Mm-hmm. I went there. They loved me. They actually called me back like three, uh, two more times on the show for different reasons. And that was like the beginning of that seed in mm-hmm. which I was like, man, I'm actually really good at this type of stuff. And people mm-hmm. to come to me for this advice that it helps. So mm-hmm. I took that idea, I didn't sit on it, and I created my talk show. And so that's something that I definitely see myself diving a lot more into as well, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't see myself being a massage therapist for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I think it was a great period in which it helped me create a name and, and build something, build a little bit of pocket change for the, uh, to be able to invest into different things. Right, it, right, right. And then you take that and you figure out, okay, what else can I do when I'm- right. 50, 60, that I, I could be comfortable sitting in a chair and just relaxing and, you know, doing what you do. Exactly. Um, and then I've also just been investing into a lot of different projects as well that I just want to create some residual income as well. Cause you don't want to be out there slaving till you're, you know, yeah. At some point you're not going to look the same. You're not going to have the same back, 
things will fall apart. And when that happens, hopefully you took your prime years to set up a little bit of, you know, stability for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Can you, uh, before we just end, can you just share your social media links? I'm going to make sure that they're visible for everybody to see, but can you share? So all my social medias are the same hands of fury. That's the same on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. So follow us. Uh, if you have any questions, send us DMS messages. And if you're in LA or anywhere else, book us. Thank you so much. Thank you again for joining us. The brave evolution is the courageous journey of self-acceptance and contentment with where you are and the process of full growth into all you were designed to be. We are on a journey of letting go of a negative self-image and the internal struggle to matter, loving and honoring the now you, and embracing the process of all you're becoming. Over the course of my personal journey, I realized my overarching theme in life was all about bravery. And I've made it my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs dealing with chronic illness and or chronic fear to boldly live out their purpose by being healthy, being divine, and being brave. If you are being empowered, encouraged, and enlightened in any way, I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to share your testimonials with me at info at chantelhampton.com and or comment on my social media pages. Please find the links in the description. You can also follow us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash chantelhampton. Be sure to subscribe. Your sharing this journey with your community helps me spread the love and bravery. I love and appreciate you tremendously. Until next time, be healthy, be divine, and never stop being brave.